You are listening to the Harvest Church Roundtable Podcast. Each week, our pastors will be sharing their wisdom and hearing various perspectives from our staff and their leadership teaching. We are currently following the 21 Most Powerful Minutes in a Leader's Day by John C. Maxwell. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's listen in. I, I do want to read when we get to point number five. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabian, get First Kings 12, and you're going to do a lot of reading today. First Kings 12, 1 through 14, and 16 through 17. So you're just going to skip 15 once we get to it. But again, we're, we're, we're talking about... Um, we're talking about inheriting momentum and Solomon starting out good here. And all of us who have studied Solomon realized he had a season where he, he tried everything under the sun uh, and found out that only God brings satisfaction. So he started out good. And I'm just going to say this to all of us. We're not just going to start out good. We're going to finish better. That's right. Yeah. We're going to finish better. That good work God's mm-hmm. begun in all of us, he's going to bring to half completion. Right. Full completion oh. to the oh. day of Jesus Christ. He, <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. I love that. And, and here's a sobering <laughs> thought, too. If you think that you're sort of saying, you know what, I need to develop leaders and go ahead. Just sort of, you know, I will go ahead and slow my pace up. Dad Hagen received the assignment to to raise up and start Ram Bible Training College at 59. Yeah. yeah. I'll be turning 59 next year. Or this year. Excuse, That's gonna say this, this year. year, this, year <laughs> this year. Yeah. This year. And and then I just I think about how God's brought all of us up to this mm-hmm. point and and um, succession, all this kind of stuff, yeah. leadership development and. And and what we shared with the team up there when we were at the Hagens in our leadership the, you know, the time responsible for our southeast region was you know some people ask say I, I can't I can't do this job I don't have all the time in the world and and the question was asked how do you free up time to be able to do uh, your volunteer responsibilities in 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 the region I said you know the, the really the only way I know how to free up more time is to become a better leader to develop more leaders up underneath us and have our dna and you know we said we've even asked our our staff the question guys are we okay to travel do you are you fully you you know are you good to maintain and really gain momentum when we're out of town and the staff said yeah go we need you to go because that's part of your purpose and but that's you know how do we free up time how how, how you yeah, I've said this before is how do you make your job easier spend time on leadership development mentoring coaching teaching training mentoring right. and, and then all of a sudden you're going to begin to see the formation of, of leadership pipeline so to speak so that we can continually be more effective we're becoming bigger because we're getting better better leadership bigger leadership team yeah. better leadership becoming better leaders ourselves yes 
say, we often say around here, many hands lighten the load. That's true. And yeah. what was just coming to me is that's true. Just, you know, with kids ministry, just many volunteers having back there, it lightens the load, makes everything flow. Mm -hmm. But for me to thrive personally, many leaders, really strong leaders around mm -hmm. me that have been developed lightens my mm -hmm. load. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Um, to spend, well, we're still, the, we're still in that development, mm -hmm. but watching the model from right. you mm -hmm. and then actually being willing to trust them to mm -hmm. lead, mm -hmm. to fail forward, like right. said, Hannah, Good. and then um, being there with them, coaching them, yep. guiding them, um, meeting with them consistently. Mm -hmm. It takes the time that I, I rather yes. sacrifice the mm -hmm. moments now mm -hmm. to make sure they are ready. So mm -hmm. when I need my little lighting, it's there mm -hmm. in verses. Mm -hmm. I do everything on my own. Yeah. Um, they're not doing anything. They're just mm -hmm. watching. Yeah. And then when I need a break, I have no one to fall back. On. Right. Right. So it's it's just where's the trade off going to mm -hmm. be? And so mm -hmm. I'd rather sacrifice now these moments of finding time mm -hmm. now. Now I'm getting ready to make a statement that that could really um, maybe jar you. So let me just say it. I'd rather eliminate one event mm -hmm. that is so resource dominant that throughout my year i want to pace myself to make sure i'm providing good leadership training coaching teaching training and mentoring yeah uh to me again because we're producing a lot of ministry doesn't mean we're producing a lot of ministry and excellence because mm -hmm. we have what, what happens before you get bigger you have to get better yeah what happens before an event can get better excuse me yeah, we get better, they get better. Uh, yeah, so I'm challenging all of us. I wonder if there's things on the calendar that we've begun to drive our team rather than lead our team and spend the necessary time that we, you know, I I, I, I almost hold my breath when I say things like that, but I, we really mean that. I, I would really, because, you know, the time that you spend on leadership development and coaching, teaching, training, and mentoring will lead to a time that you're, your area is so much more productive and the stakes are uh, being, you know, um, of improvement and extension and bigger and better. We're going through the process of leading that. And all of a sudden that new season is not almost as weighty as when you're doing less with less leaders. Y'all were saying. So, um, I'm very thankful for what God has opened up doors for us to do. We're having to travel more. Uh, we'll, you know, and, and yet the only way we're able to do that is because of the years of leadership development we've had here at Harvest and be becoming better leaders ourselves. Yeah. Can I, can I speak to this credibility? Yeah, Speak uh, up. Number number three is uh, he made wise decisions that won him credibility, and I think it's really interesting um, that we're talking about momentum here, and credibility is something that is a very important thing in moving forward in momentum. Mm -hmm. And my thought that I have in this is that although Solomon inherited his position, he did not initially inherit credibility. Yep. Right. He had to win credibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think as leaders, when we're developing leaders, we should be able to look at certain people and recognize the potential for mm -hmm. their credibility. Mm -hmm. But when they're promoted, we have to allow them to Hannah's point. We have to allow them to win that credibility in the eyes right. of the rest of the team yeah. or the people. Mm -hmm. And we have to trust them. So um, a practical way that I was thinking about this is one of the ways that Kane and I tried to do this is that 
in meetings, when questions are asked, we, we keep our mouth shut and allow the leader to answer the question to help earn credibility within the mm -hmm. eyes of the people that are around. So I think um, credibility is a big deal. And obviously we're watching for that. We're watching their character is incredible. We're watching their faithfulness over time is incredible. Right. And then we promote them and give them opportunities to win the credibility over the people. Because that's, if you're not leading people, what are you doing? Right. You have to be able to win the credibility in their mm -hmm. eyes in order to lead, maintain momentum. The harvest is coming in a measure that has never been seen in the history of mankind. Right. Are we getting better so we can maintain when God brings the bigger? Right. Uh, and one, one more thing um, is that <clears throat> all of us need to study the weakness of our team. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a negative confession. No, that's reality. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm staying our team strong. Of course, I'm the word of faith. But, but uh, as we study our team's weakness, we have to get it out of ourself. Yeah. We have to eliminate that weakness within us. If we study things and we're open to evaluation, debriefing, there could be a theme that continually rises up of where your team is weak. And so you have to make sure it's not in you and make sure you build that up that area up in you so that you can begin to reinforce that area that was weak. Now it becomes a strength. When, when my wife and I are evaluating constantly harvest church, you know, we, we always look for the blip of something that is continually happening that in order to, you know, have, have that, you know, remedied, we, we need to make sure that we're providing new training or whatever we need in that area and or we are staffing our weakness we realize our weakness is whether it's administrations or whether it's managing or whatever and there are people in the in our leadership pipeline so to speak that all of a sudden they're good managers they're not necessarily good leaders they're good managers that help you maintain we need leaders and managers leaders lead on and, and managers maintain where we're led <laughs> so um that's whole, that's sobering. And, and again, um, I enjoy doing what we're doing here this morning because I always make sure I ask myself the question, how am I doing with this? <laughs> you know? and, and I need to come up on this. And as we continually teach leadership, uh, you know, again, uh, one finger pointed back towards you, oh, well, two and three pointed back towards me. So let's always make sure that uh, we're, we're studying our organizations. And here's what happens. If you don't study your organization and recognize the, the weakness, you'll get frustrated at your team and not realize that weakness is within you. And, and until you remedy it in you and or raise up other leaders that are strong there that you can, you can lead and help mentor in their giftings, uh, you, there's a lot of frustrated leaders right now that are not looking at themselves. Sobering, isn't it? Sobering, but it always keep us on, okay, what, what I need to grow in. That will help your leadership journey of your growth, your daily growth. And uh, so don't get mad at your team. Recognize the weakness might be in you. You've got to be fixed. Number four, on how Solomon built momentum. He maintained peace. Solomon's few bold moves against enemies within Israel maintained peace at home, thus preventing a bloody civil war. 
like the one his father experienced. But Solomon wisely took additional measures to keep other nations from threatening the country's progress. He used his wisdom to advise and entertain his own governors and the rulers of neighboring nations. And according to scripture, he had peace on every side all around him. That is that is absolutely huge in maintaining the peace, maintaining the peace within you as a leader, maintaining the peace within, you know, your area with uh, with what you're working in. Um, and sometimes that is going to come with tough conversations like we've talked with before um, to even maintain that peace. Let me say something about that. Yeah. Another sobering question, a lot of sobering questions today, challenging questions is, when you walk in a room, what do the people get? When you walk into a room, what do people get? When they see you, you know, I, I believe when people see us, they should be, you know, um, elevated. Lift. Yeah. yeah. And and also, if we don't have peace within us, you can't get peace no, in a room. You cannot. So we're carriers. That's why God Absolutely. said pursue peace. Yeah. Wherever, wherever you are, that's what you take. Right. As we talk about moments that we might be having a moment. Right. <laughs> and, and when we're in the trenches, when we're doing leadership, you know what? Our moment needs to be resolved in a one-on-one -on -one talk with God right. or, or a friend or a colleague or whatever. Yeah. Pray for one another. But then when you come on the scene, mm -hmm. peace comes on the scene. That's right. And if that's a pattern, then people realize what you are. You teach mm -hmm. what you know. You duplicate what you are. Yeah. And so... I, I want, hopefully, when you when you saw my wife and I Sunday, because we've been traveling quite a bit, there's something that was generated by our presence. It should have been good and positive. Uh, peace. Um, leadership. In, in the midst of lights being out, right? Yeah. That was Come on. That, yeah. on the scene. Yeah. In the midst of chaos. Yeah. In the yeah. midst of mm -hmm. what do we do? Right. <laughs> right? That's right. And, and every situation. In every we didn't situation. do Sunday perfect. But you know what? We made it happen. Right. And there's a little process we've already talked about to rectify situations right. that yes. that pull the rug out underneath you. And, right. And uh, so we're on a little plan there, and it's going to be easy, but we'll do that better. Plus, mm -hmm. we're looking into generators because we lost the power. <laughs> and right. uh, so. All right. Fabian, if you'll read First um, Kings 12, 1 through 14, then 16 and 17. And Samuel said to Israel, all Israel, I have listened to you and all that you have said to me and have made a king over you. And now behold, the king walks before you. And I am old and gray, and behold, my sons are with you. And I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. Here I am, testify against me before the Lord Saul, and Saul has anointed. Whose ox or donkey have I taken? Or who have I defrauded or oppressed? Are you in First Kings? I think. What am I? What am I doing? <laughs> is it First Kings? Yes, it's First Kings. I already scratched all of that. I was like, oh I my good. What translation? What, tra what translation are you in, Fabian? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a great leadership moment. Point, check, check. Hey, Listen, you know what happened? Another good leadership point here. If you if you if you take yourself too seriously, 
you wouldn't be laughing like Fabian. That's awesome. And there will be some, there will be times that if you take yourself too seriously, or and again, I'm not talking about you right now, Fabian, but but you know, it's it's amazing. I sort of enjoy when perfectionists trip over that rug or something that that just yeah. causes them to be embarrassed come on don't take yourself too serious you know okay. and uh laugh about it all right there we go thank you right. fabian thank you first kings 12. yes yes. <laughs> yes yes and then 16 and, then 16 and 17. 17. yes okay <laughs> <laughs> Reho went to shechem Okay, let's call it Rabum. 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 Hey, did you all notice that whenever Rabum? it's a very difficult name, I'd sort of skim it. Rabum. That's right. Yeah, Rabum. Rabum. Yeah, that's there right. Go. There you, you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And Jeroboam. Okay. Yep. Jeroboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. Am I saying that right, guys? Hey, go for it. You're okay. awesome. Yes. <laughs> and when Jeroboam You're good. In the box, you did it. heard all of it, for he still dwelt in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. He returned from, um, from Egypt. And they sent and called him and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Rehoboam, <laughs> your father made your yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the, the sorry, I'm going to pass from this people. Do you want my contact? <laughs> oh, I, I hate when you get there because you're like now thinking about what you're reading. Uh -huh, I know. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Six, verse, verse four. Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the heart, lighten the hard service and the heavy yoke your father put upon us, and we will serve you. He replied, Go away for three days and then return to me. So the people departed, and King Rehoboam consulted with the old man who stood before Solomon, his father, while yet lived, and said, How do you advise me to answer this? And they said to him, if you will be a servant to this people today and serve them and answer them with good words, they will be your servants forever. But he forsook the counsel the old men gave him and consulted the young men who grew up with him and stood before him. He said to them, what do you advise that we answer these people who have said, make the yoke your father put on us lighter? The young woman, I'm sorry, the young men who yeah. grew up with him answered to the people who told you, your father made your yoke heavy, but you will make it lighter for us. This, uh, us say this. My little fingers shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father loaded you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam, Jeroboam, and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, as the king who appointed. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the counsel the old man had given him and spoke to them after the counsel of the young man, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. He chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So the king did not did not hearken to the people, 
for the situation was from the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which he spoke to Ahaji, the Shehelonite, to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. You go, Fabian. Okay. All right, now I'm going. Oh, I wasn't supposed to be going with that. That's okay. okay. That's okay. So 16th century. Yes. Okay. So when all Israel saw the king, saw what the king did, uh, not heed them, they answered the king, what portion have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse to your tents. Oh, in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, look now to your own house, David. So Israel went to their tents, but Rehoboam reigned over the Israelites who dwelt in the cities of Judah. That was good, Fabian. God bless you. Um, The first thought that comes to my mind is we need each generation working with each other. Absolutely. And 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 that's not for sake, you know. As as we, our seniors, our elders, our those that have been through. Here, here's here's what we have to learn. Uh, You might know how to do something better than maybe the older generation, but they learn from their experience they've lived longer than us right. and they they have things to say that that will, will be very relevant and especially if they're good leaders man what what a what jewels they are in our lives yes ma'am when he was reading that and i was i'm glad you brought that up from the teachings that we've been having on the poor leadership style that that was represented in that section of scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and one, when we talk about, he started with what David provided, it says David gave him wise counsel. Okay. Um, and then that young man, he had counsel as well, but the adjective is important. Mm-hmm. He had wise counsel in front of him from one side, and then he had the counsel of the younger generation mm-hmm. who did not have the wisdom to give the proper counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had two choices and often we do have we have mm-hmm. two types of counseling that we can go to, yeah. but you have to choose the wise counselor mm-hmm. and the one that will line up according to the word of God and to mm-hmm. what, um, how you've been led by the spirit and what is right by people. Yeah. And uh, he didn't follow that. Mm-hmm. He did not take heed to what would have been wise. And so that's important. Yeah. And we've been in meetings before that we had to choose what group we we're in. If you're even older, you could go to the younger, you could yeah. go here, you could go here, you could go here. At that time in our life, we knew what we knew in our generation, so we picked the older generation mm-hmm. just to learn from. However, we can't leave our current generation right. and just operate under old con- right. concepts or leadership principles. We need our generation, mm-hmm. learn from them, combine it, and it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Pastor, I see in a situation where wise counsel might be not even so much age, um, because if I need something, let's just use the most obvious technology, that I don't even touch, I don't look at it. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna go ask my mom. Right. Right. <laughs> Who's just her 90? Like, mom, help me figure this thing right. out here. Yeah. Um, where she could give me wisdom in another area, but I'm gonna go to Corey. Like mm-hmm. he's 15, like that. And I'm gonna just sit there and listen mm-hmm. and take every bit of advice that he right. gives me because that's the wise counsel in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, but still you have to understand what is the wise yeah. counsel mm-hmm. right and not ignore that because that's when you miss it mm-hmm. so, how is the technology in your area has that gotten better as far as just check in mm-hmm. all the different things mm-hmm. because remember we we had to staff that weakness because right. we had some we were weak in that area and that's a good example yeah we have a technology company now yeah. that has partnered with us and and 
I wanted to see beta test. I want to see, is it working? We actually worked a lot of those kinks out before we even mm -hmm. brought that team in, um, just really diagnosing um, what was the problems and the issues. Okay. So it's been addressed. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That was huge. Michael, number five. He surround, uh, number five is he surrounded himself with wise associates. In the Law of the Inner Circle section, I wrote about this list of David's key leaders contained in the Bible. The only king of Israel who can challenge him as the uh, gatherer of a great inner circle is Solomon. A few men were entrusted servants of David whom Solomon kept on his ad administration, but the majority were not. In addition to Solomon's 12 competent governors, these people assisted him. And there were some names here that... Uh, <laughs> he had, it's your turn. He had, a, he had a priest. He had a couple of child. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hired a commander of the army. More priests. All right, Michael. <laughs> All right. Uh, special advisor, head uh -huh. of the royal household, That's right. chief of labor force. <laughs> <laughs> With a good handoff, wisdom, a great inner circle, and good decision making, how uh, how could Solomon lose? He had everything he needed, and because he had the most of it, he took himself, his people, and his nation to their potential. Okay. So. We're we're talking. See, Fabian, you're not alone. <laughs> Listen, I, I I've done that too. And I had to just yeah. get myself back in my heart. Right. Um. So again, coming off our leadership meetings at Branson, um, you know, the the question was, we have got to get the next generation right. Oh yeah. Developed and right. and my challenge to all of us mm -hmm. was, who's sitting around your table? Right. If you don't have younger generations sitting around your table, I mean, you, that's part of the problem. And, uh, and, and that's where we, we are endeavoring as much as we like each generation, we have to continually grow younger as we grow older. And then you have all the different age categories in between. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's so important. We know who's around our table. They do, they belong at that table. Uh, they need to be speaking up at that table so that we learn from each other and the different generations and the different cultures. Yeah. So we, excuse me. So we all can go to another level. So we've been talking about momentum as a good leader's gift. So the question for today is, have you been given the gift of momentum? If so, what are you doing with it? That's a, that's an awesome question to ask. You know, when we have, momentum in our areas um what do we do after that momentum or we have a good you know teaching session or we have a good leadership moment what are we going to do with those those wins that big momentum what do we continue to do with that momentum um it, it takes a good leader to keep that momentum up um and in all of our areas so that takes self-reflection on a continual basis of you know what we're doing with that responsibility, yeah. um, with that momentum. Final thought I have today is that don't just ride momentum mm -hmm. without getting better within momentum. Very good. Very we, good. You, you can ride momentum and that'll take you only so far, but right. when you're in momentum, yeah. get better, mm -hmm. get better, yeah. get better, get better. That's great.
and then you'll maintain momentum. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts, Hannah? I had a feeling, so I'm ready now. You ready? <laughs> the past few weeks, you're like, Hannah, and I, I couldn't think. Let's go. And I'm ready. You I'm ready. ready. Here I am. <laughs> I like what you're saying, Dad, about <laughs> I caught off guard. Um, I like what you were saying earlier about um, when you're seeing a common weakness that I need to evaluate myself for my team. Mm -hmm. Of um, So whenever I get strengthened and I fix that in me, mm -hmm. that it's going to fix and strengthen my good. team. It's good. Very good. And or <clears throat> staff your weakness. Right. Look yes. for weakness. Yes. You, yeah. One good thing you about. You can do everything neither. either. Right. And you shouldn't be right. doing everything. But you, a leadership eye has to be able to spot weakness right. and yeah. not just hit somebody because you're weak in that or the team you're weak in this area. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. How do we change that weakness into a strength? Good. It could come in teaching or in the form of a person. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Real quick, I had, when you walk into a room, what do people get? Good. And there's counsel and there's wise counsel. Choose wisely. Good. Yes. Three and our easy. Ditto. Uh -huh. And ditto. <laughs> Remind us. Remind, okay. So study. Number one of my team and get it out of myself first. Mm -hmm. What do people get when I walk into a room and remember that I need leaders and managers? Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a, a leader can be frustrated if they don't have managers. Mm -hmm. You have to have both to manage that's them good. and perfect the current status of your team. Mm -hmm. And then the leaders will lead us to a new level as we get better to have a better product. Better proceeds bigger. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then if you don't have peace within yourself, you won't get peace to, the, to your team. Mm -hmm. and that's so true. Or the room that you walk in. When you teach what you are, you duplicate who you are. Mm -hmm. And then what you just said, don't just ride momentum without getting better with yeah. Okay. So when my wife and I are teaching this information, if it's not what we are, we can't duplicate it. You, mm -hmm. you don't, you, you, you teach what you know, you duplicate mm -hmm. what you are. So let's always have a path to get better. Yeah. Michael. Mine was, uh, obviously I echo all of that, but uh, I really like what we said at the beginning that all of this, that the Lord may fulfill his word. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if true north gets taken off, mm. if we get off path mm -hmm. on the purpose, then everything else just seems to get even further off. And I think it's we have to remember it so that the word of God would be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And how humbling is it mm -hmm. that God would choose us mm -hmm. to co-labor to get his word accomplished? Yes. He's sovereign. He, it's going his word will come to pass. Mm -hmm. But for those who are willing to come alongside him, we'll get to see his word come to pass. Yeah, that's good, Michael. You want to yeah. press out? Well, Father, we just are so grateful and thankful um, that we do and that we are um, walking in our purpose and that we get to share with others, Father. Everywhere we go, we are about our purpose and we get to share your love and your peace everywhere we go. Father, we thank you um, and we continue to ask that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened mm -hmm. as we continue, first of all, to be your children um, and to lead uh, our own self first and to lead others. Father, continue to work in us to will and do of your pleasure, your good pleasure. Um, and Father, we just plead the blood of Jesus over all of our lives, all of our homes, this church family, 
And Father, we are just so grateful for purpose and the honor of serving you in this last day, in this last hour. So Father, we thank you for great joy and great expectation Mm -hmm. of what you're doing in all of our lives. Father, as we are forever um, kingdom-minded in everything that we do, and we will always and forever give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise, for you are good all the time, God. You are such a good Father, and we are so grateful for who you are and whose we are. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, let's apply what we've learned today with God's grace and strength. And everybody have a wonderful day. Until next time. Love you guys.